0: teachers can become some of the most profitable online business owners. It is all about choosing the right business model, implementing a few key strategies, and your mindset. Welcome to the Dream Builder Teachers podcast. With thousands of listeners, it's the go-to podcast for helping teachers to grow an online business. I'm your host, Kristen, a former first grade teacher. I've been an entrepreneur for over seven years, and together we are going to ignite your passion, create more income for your family, and make a bigger impact on the world. Let's transform your life and legacy starting right now. Hey, Dream Builder teachers. I am so excited to be with Allison Hardy today for the Dream Builder Teachers podcast. I have followed Allison for a really long time on social media, and we kind of connected on many different levels, being mompreneurs former teachers, um, being in the online marketing space, there's so many things that we can connect on. And before this interview, we were having fun chatting. I could chat with her all day long, but we're going to talk today about Allison's story, how she got started building this business around a busy family, being a former teacher, some lead generation ideas. We're going to kind of throw it all in because she has a lot of really great things to share. So welcome, Allison. So excited to have you here. Thank you for having me, Kristen. I'm excited to be here. So can you kind of go over your story? Because most people find that the most intriguing. Like, how did you get started? How did you land in this space of all of a sudden being an online business coach? Yeah. Uh,
1: I started my business because I got laid off from teaching college level art. (laughs) I checked all the boxes. I did all the right things. I had the job at the age of 25, which was kind of unheard of tenure track, ready to go. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And when I was six months pregnant with my now eight-year-old. They called me into HR and I was like, well, that's strange. I wonder why. And they said, "Allison, we no longer have a position for you. You are getting laid off. And I was like, holy crap, (laughs) what am I going to do with my life? And there was a couple of things that were going on at home. So we, my husband is a pastor and believe it or not, college level art professors and pastors don't necessarily make a ton of money. I didn't have maternity leave. And so I was going to work up until the day I had Camden. And then I was going to take five weeks off unpaid. And then I was going back to my job. And so getting laid off three months prior to that, that the math didn't work there. So I had to make money. And so I had, this sounds really strange, but I had this very part-time side hustle where I would train like strength train and cardio train and help my friends in uh, our backyard every Saturday I never do that yeah, it was my first business. Uh, we would work out and then we'd have mimosas and it was fabulous and super fun. And I was, I always loved it. Like I really loved the, the work and I was like, well, maybe I just do this. Maybe I just lean into this. So I started, I brought those services online because I saw the writing on the wall. It was capped by location and time and like actual face. So I knew something needed to change with that model. So I brought everything online. I partnered with a network marketing company. And because I had lots of connections in the space, that side of my business, the network marketing side exploded real fast. And so I had people messaging me and be like, how did you do it? What did you do? And I was like, I mean, it wasn't hard. I was like, I just talked to my friends and they were like, what do you mean you talk to your friends? I was like, I just like said, Hey, I'm doing this thing. Do you want to do this thing with me? And like 90% 90% of the people I was connected with said, yes. Yeah. So I realized very fast after getting lots of messages from random strangers on the internet that people really struggled with that. And so I started on the side, coaching like network marketers and helping them to build really hardy teams and to sell their products without feeling and being total slime balls. And so I then realized this is a lot more profitable than personal training. And while I love fitness, it's a huge part of my life and still is a huge part of my life. It wasn't like really the thing that lit me up the thing. And I had a friend, you know, sit down with me at coffee one day and she was like, the thing that you love about your partnership is you like the people that you're partnered with. Like you're good at selling the stuff, but like, what gets you really excited is when your, your team members like rank advance. Like I had a woman, she exploded like so fast and she was able, her husband was able to get out of his like soul sucking nine to five and start this amazing other business because of her business. And like, they just saw like really fast success. And she's like, that's the thing that lights you up. So like, why don't you just do that? And I was like, "Whoa." Well that's an interesting idea. Am I allowed to? She was just like, yeah, you're allowed to. She's like, I'm pretty sure in business, you can basically do whatever you want. Like, You make the rules. And I was like, yeah, I do, don't I? So that's how I got started. And then automation came into automation, lead generation funnels came into play after my daughter was born. So my daughter is three, three and a half now. And I had really bad postpartum depression. I had really bad Anxiety and life was just really messy during that time. And I needed to tend to life and show up to life instead of working my business all the time. So automation became really important for me. And I shifted my business from business coaching really to more of like an automation systems strategist and funnels and all that fun business now.
0: Oh my gosh. I could, that's so crazy. Like I'm nodding my head the entire time because you almost just told my story. That's crazy. Like yeah, it's like, yeah. it's so. So similar, so similar. But I left the teaching job after I started network marketing and replaced my income. Same thing, but I just wasn't lit up by that anymore. I just wasn't, Mm -hmm. I just didn't see it as my long term vision. It just didn't make sense for me to say 10 years from now, I still want to be doing this. Like it just didn't make sense to me. And I always tell people there's a gateway, there's always a gateway for teachers to get into business. And a lot of times it's network marketing, nine times out of 10, it's actually network marketing, but sometimes it's other things too, but still there's that gateway that gets us there. And then you see what's possible. And most of us don't want to turn back because we see what's possible. It's really hard to turn back. So I can relate with so much of what you said. And I love, I, I um, remember when you had Nora too. I don't remember noticing anything online though, but I have definitely experienced those (laughs) same exact things myself with every single one of my kids. But I remember when you had her. That's how long yeah. I've been following you. A long time. It's crazy. Yeah, and I love that I know your kids because you're so good at showing them on social media. I kind of know their personalities just by what I see. It's so fun. So fun. Yeah, I love that you just like called her by her name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I totally. I, I totally. It's so. It's so funny when I meet people like online that I've been like seeing online, and then I know their family. It's just. It's, it's just. We realize the world really is pretty small, actually.
1: It's so small.
0: You know, it's, it's so pretty small. small. It's pretty small. I don't really have my kids much on social media. So I always feel bad because people probably don't even really know like my kids or how many I have or anything. We just choose not to put them on social media. So it's weird because it's like, I always feel like do people really connect with me being the mom, you know, because they don't see a lot of that, but my kids are, so I have uh, just turned nine year old around that same age. So my kids are 12, nine and six.
1: Yeah. years older than mine.
0: It's crazy though. I feel like I still uh-huh. should be in the toddler years. Like I don't actually, <laughs> I look around at other people and I'm like, I don't have a toddler anymore, but I had a toddler for a very long time because they're all three years apart. So they, I've always had a toddler, you know? Right. So yeah, it's just crazy. And my youngest as just, he's always been the hardest. So I feel like I was in the toddler years, a really long time with him. So I feel like I've really been in the toddler years a really long time. It's just,
1: it's just yeah, crazy. Those younger kids. Those younger kids throw everyone for a loop. Uh, Nora, our youngest. Granted, we have two. So different spacing. Nora is whole other. I know they're different kids and they have different personalities and that's fine and everything. But oh my gosh, I never knew a person from the same two people could be so incredibly different from the first one. Like, oh my
0: gosh. Sometimes I'm just like, is this real? Is this really happening? Yes. Yes. My my kids are all different. All three of them are very different. I mean, granted, it's boy, girl, boy but Mm -hmm. still like, it's just different. And my youngest, I always call him the final hurrah. And he's like the Mm -hmm. one that broke the mold. Like he broke it from, from me feeling like I actually knew what I was doing to like, totally like humbling me to knowing, like, I actually have no clue what I'm doing. You know, it's so funny. So funny. Yeah. So speaking of that, building a business around your family, I know that you have a really busy schedule too. And you're just like me, you're always trying to find those pockets of time to work in. Do you have any tips on that? Like what's the best tips you have for people to be building businesses around a family when they don't have a lot of time? I I could talk about
1: this forever. So Uh number one, I think it's intention and focus and presence. So I don't know about you, Kristen, but for me, if I multitask, nothing gets done well, nothing gets finished. And I am super angry when I'm done. (laughs) Yes. So like the idea that we can multitask, I think is, I think multitasking is like the worst lie we've been told when it comes to productivity. I think that multitasking is a terrible idea. So when you are trying to find those pockets of time to work, set yourself and everyone else up around you up for success. So like, let's say you need to hop on a 30 minute call. And for some reason that day, your kids are home. Like you maybe messed up your schedule or like it's unexpected that they're home. So one of two things, either you cancel the call and you're like, Hey girl, I need to reschedule. Really? Sorry. That's okay to do. Or the second thing is be clear with the people, with those kids of yours, those amazing humans that you've created and that you love on be clear with them what you're doing. So, Hey, y'all, I need to go do a phone call. You're going to sit here and you're going to do X, Y, and Z. Here's like the second line of defense. Like here's an iPad or here's a coloring book or here's your favorite book or, oh, play the game on Alexa. This is what is expected for you during this time. Here's some snacks. <laughs> Make sure your bellies are full. And just be clear, like I am going to do this. This is what's happening. And this is what's, this is how I expect you to behave during this time. I find that the more clear we can be with them, the better. And I also think if you can get everybody on board with why you're doing this. So something that we say in my house is (laughs) mom's going to go make the milk money. And my kids Mm -hmm. understand that (laughs) when I go to work, I am there serving people. I'm there helping people. And I'm also there to make some money so that we can afford, you know, to buy food. So I think like just being really clear with people all people, spouses, kids, anyone else who lives in your house with what you're doing and why you're doing it helps everybody to understand that big vision that you have for yourself and your business. And I also think part of it is, is being realistic. So, okay, I have an hour to work today. I'm not going to write an entire email funnel in that hour, but what can I do today? Okay. I can read the first three emails. Cool that's great. And that's wonderful. And yes, there's, there are, there are ways you can outsource things like that, but there's all like, just be realistic because with what can happen right now. And I hate the term seasons of life, but sometimes it's just so true. Like if you're in a season of life where you are working in those small, like really random pockets, give yourself some grace and be realistic
0: with what can actually happen. Absolutely. I love those tips. They're great. And they're good reminders for me too. So I think everybody needs those reminders. My goodness. Yeah. And I think many of us are the type where it's like we have, you know, this amount of time to work and we want like a full chunk of time to work. And it's, you know, like you said, right. The whole email funnel. I've, oh gosh, I made so many mistakes trying to like. Do that, you know, and then the kids only last so long. So then they're all squirrely and they're, they're fighting or arguing about something. And then before you know it, like time has gone by, you promised them you'd do this with them. And before it, you know, it's just, there's so many lessons to learn along the way. And just those small little pieces of things. And also like giving yourself more time than what you think it's going to take. Like you said, because it it takes so much longer when you're interrupted so many times, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and I mean, so we like just so we just opened back up. So like, I was actually finally able to get a babysitter for the first time in 17 months this summer, and I cannot even begin to tell you. I think what has happened over the pandemic and all the shutdowns is been that we've had to get really, really good with time management. So like, the amount of stuff I'm getting done in these like three hour chunks when we have a babysitter, like I can't even. It's like amazing to me because I think for the past 16, 17 months, we've been working in these really small chunks of time, like basically whenever we can get it in. So I also think that uh, women, moms, entrepreneurs, we have this amazing ability to do a lot of stuff in a small amount of time. So leveraging, you know, those strengths that we have and our focus that we can have in those times when we're able to do that, I also think that can be extremely beneficial too. So just being focused on like the stuff that actually matters and what moves your business forward when you do have those smaller chunks makes it so that when you have the bigger chunks of time, you're gonna like do so much.
0: Hey, if you are ready to scale your business without sacrificing the results that your clients get Even if you are currently maxed out with one on one clients, I want to invite you to my free three day live course mapping workshop. During the three day workshop, you will learn how to quickly remove procrastination and imposter syndrome barriers, the profitable problem framework for results producing curriculum and the secret formula for just the right amount of course content. Now, this isn't your typical webinar where we give you the basics, pitch you an offer, and send you out on your own. We are going to move the needle in this workshop. You will leave with your course mapped out. You're definitely going to want to check it out. Check the show notes for the link. Otherwise, go to kristenmoss.com forward slash course hyphen mapping to check it out. (laughs) Right. Right. For sure. And same thing here. I mean, we, we kind of had a revolving door at our house this past year because of our school schedule. So it was like, I had two hour chunks here and there, you know, and now this year, all of mine are going to be in school, which is what are you going to do with yourself? Oh no. Like I'm I'm having this, like kind of a little bit of a panic mode because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to really ramp things up, you know, but But then I feel like,
1: but like, do you, do you need to ramp things up? You know, that's what I always say. And like, yep. Does that really have to happen or is that an undue pressure I'm putting on myself?
0: Yeah. And I look back to it, like, I don't know about you, but for the last six years of trying to work at home around kids, I've had to let a lot of other things go, you know? And so like decluttering certain parts of the house or things like that, you know, like going through a storage area, getting rid of things we no longer need, especially since we're past the baby and toddler stages, you know, like getting rid of some of those toys, getting rid of those things. Like I have done it along the way, but not enough. And so I feel like there's so many things that I haven't been able to do because I've always been trying to squeeze everything in little pockets of time. So I feel like that's probably what I'll, I'll, you know, spend a lot more time working and being, you know, more focused on my time. But I also know I've got a whole lot of other things of life that I need to catch up on. So. Yeah.
1: I feel that way too. When, uh, so my son isn't going to be in elementary school this year. And Nora is going to go to a, like a half day preschool, hopefully fingers crossed. And my husband and I were talking, he's like, you're going to have so much more time. I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to spend it working. He was like, what do you mean? I was like, I think that like, I can just maintain what I've been doing. And that's like two hours a day. Can I do some other things? Like the possibilities are crazy right now.
0: So it's just, it's a cool dialogue to be able to have. For sure. But it's also, I think time is an an illusion. Like we think, oh my gosh, I'm going to have three hours a day. And then you have three hours and you're like, gosh, I, I need more time. Oh, I'm going to have five hours a day. Like, then you just keep thinking you want more and more and more and more. So no matter what, I think it goes back to exactly what you said, like being intentional with your time, being honest with your time and how much time you have to get something accomplished and actually doing the work because having more time doesn't actually mean that you accomplish more unless you are really good at managing your time. And I think that's what it all comes down to, you know, like making sure that you're actually intentional with your time. So that makes a big difference. Yeah. So we've talked a little bit about the building business around the family and your story of being a former teacher and all those things. But I know that you specialize in lead generation ideas. Can you give us some tips and strategies on how to generate more leads, how to get more people, more eyeballs on what we're doing and find our perfect people? Can you give some tips on that?
1: Yeah, I think lead generation is one of the most overthought topics when it comes to online business for me. And so let's define what lead generation is first. Lead generation for me, how I think of lead generation is someone coming onto my email list because my business and how I encourage most busy mompreneurs to run their businesses is through a funnel, right? So getting someone into that funnel, nourishing them through that funnel and eventually selling something to them through that funnel is that's the, like the first step in lead generation is getting them into that funnel. For other people, it can be different. So like in network marketing, sometimes it's like DMs and in the Instagram for coaches who maybe do like one-on-one coaching, maybe it's something else, right? There's, there's like another way of thinking about it, but I think of it as getting people onto the email list. So that's important for what I'm about to say. Your platforms that you have where you hang out already online are amazing platforms for lead generation. So, like Instagram, for example, there are so many ways to capture people's email addresses through Instagram. You have your bio, so you can have a line in your bio that says, "Download my blah, blah 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 guide," with your little pointing down emoji, and then right below that pointing down emoji is the link for your for your uh, your lead magnet. That is like, I think one of the most underutilized component of Instagram. That's a really powerful tool because as you're engaging, like you're supposed to do every day and you're bringing new people into your followers and you're developing those relationships before they follow you, they're going to check out your bio. So Just tell them how you can help them, like be very clear and upfront. Um, And odds are, they're probably going to download that lead magnet because it sounds awesome if that's what they need. So that's like one way. Another way is I know a lot of us have free Facebook groups. So in your free Facebook group, when you welcome people in, when someone requests to join, you can ask them membership questions. So in the membership questions, you're going to say, Hey, as a thank you for joining the group, I have a guide. It's called blah, 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 blah here's the link. If you can't, because a lot of times people will join groups on mobile on their phone. So they can't like do anything about it. If you're on mobile and you just, and you uh, can't copy and paste the link, drop your email address. We'll add you to it when you add you into the group. So you have an email address there. You're going to put it in the form and then they're going to get that amazing lead magnet delivered. But I think like, those are two examples that are really simple. I think that a lot of times we aren't using everything in the best way we can. So like when it comes to you know, like your personal Facebook profile. I know not a lot of people love to like talk about their business on their personal Facebook profile, but you're in online business. So like put it somewhere, like put it as your cover photo or in the featured photos or somewhere where people can get to know you a little bit better and possibly download that lead magnet. But always be asking yourself, hey, how can I utilize these platforms better? What can I do to lead more with my lead magnet or to lead more with how I help help people? Because that makes you the person to help solve this other person's pain point for them or help them to work through that. So does that, does that all make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And the thing is, is like thinking about when we stumble on someone, what is the first thing that we look at or what do we see or exactly, you know, where are we finding them or something like that? You know, I think that that's important to think about too. And a lot of people think it's black and white, you know, like I only can put my lead magnet on my website or I can only put my lead magnet on my Instagram profile and that's it, you know, or I don't have 10,000 followers, so I can't do this swipe up. you know, but like you said, there's so many yeah. different ways you can do it. And I love it when I'm, when I'm getting organic leads that come in, it's like, I often wonder like, where are they finding me? It is kind of like, yeah. it, it's fun, but it's also like, it makes you really curious, like, okay, so where did they find me or where did they find that link or something? And I, I just think you have to think outside the box. You know, like you said,
1: there's so many different ways to drive traffic to your lead magnet. So like starting to map through all of that, um, and just like play the curious toddler game, like go through and like, look at all your platforms. Be like, okay, where can I, like, where's information that I could, Relay this. where is a spot that I can relay this information? How can I use this platform in a better way, in a more lead generation focused way? What does my ideal client need to hear from me in order to understand that this thing that I talk about
0: can actually really help them? Sometimes it's content and sometimes it's just utilizing the platform in a better way. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So true. And I, like you said, we have to simplify it. And I think so often we make things overcomplicated, and that's mm-hmm. why they seem hard or that's why we don't take action or that's why we don't do something because we overcomplicate it instead of simplifying. Absolutely. It. Oh, yeah. 100%. I, I love that. So if someone is just starting their business, what would be like the first things that you would tell them starting their business? Maybe it's a mindset thing, or maybe it's something about lead generation or something about time management, something we've talked about. What would you give advice to someone about if they're just starting out?
1: That's a great question my piece of advice would be to have the system set up to sell to someone so have the lead magnet set up have the funnel set up even if the funnel is like a simple nurture sequence everybody starts somewhere so have those things set up so that you can start to implement systems earlier on because what happened for me and what I see a lot of people do is we have these really active businesses. So our business depends on us showing up and then life happens. Like you have a kid, someone gets sick or anything else that can happen get thrown at you. And your business is basically dead in the water because you've set up a business that requires you to work it. Right. So especially for moms, right? Especially like Mm -hmm. busy moms, or if you have a nine to five, or I don't know, you just have a lot of life. Like you you have a life. Uh, You don't, you didn't create a business to be chained to it all the time. You didn't create another, you didn't create a business, create another job. You created a business to create a business. So think like a business owner, think like a CEO and start to have those systems in place. So that. If you can't show up for your business one day, for whatever reason that is, it still can do the work for you because that's the beauty of online business is that you can have those systems in place. That's the cool thing about it. So I know it's hard and it can seem scary and sometimes it can feel like a waste of time, but on the days
0: where your business just where you can't work your business, it's going to be a lifesaver. Absolutely. That's kind of what happened with me. I'm sure you know my story already, but uh, my mom was diagnosed with cancer and then was Mm -hmm. very sick for nine months. Like most of the time was in the hospital five hours away. So it was a lot. Like I was trying to take care of my house, my family, my business, and trying to spend time with her. And then ultimately, unfortunately, she ended up passing away. And then I had this whole long grief journey. That right. just made me not be able to show up. There's days that I just was like, and still to this day, like I have days where it's like, I can't show up. Like I just I can't come out and do a live video with energy or I can't come out on Instagram stories and and be excited because like I just can't, you know. And right, I've seen that power to myself, like how absolutely powerful automations are and having systems set up and having things set up in place so that if it is a busy season you or there's a hard season or something, you could still show up, you know, for your audience. I love that. Your your business can work for you in the background while you actually live your life. Absolutely. So where's the best place for people to find you?
1: Yeah. So I have a lead magnet. It's called the 34 places to promote your lead magnet guide. And so it walks you through, I gave you two examples today. It walks you through 34 different examples on how to optimize your
0: platforms for lead generation. Awesome. And I know you're pretty active on Instagram too, and so fun to follow it. And you also have a podcast. So yeah. I will link all that up in the show notes for everyone so that they can find you and get to learn more Amazing. about you. Thank you Thank so you. much. And that's it for another episode of the Dream Builder Teachers podcast. If you are looking for more, come hang out with me over on Instagram. Just search for Dream Builder Teacher. And I would be so grateful if you could share the podcast with your friends by making a screenshot on your phone, popping it into your Instagram stories, and tag me at DreamBuilderTeacher. See you next time.